The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. What I love about your profile is people call you the Mary Poppins of prosperity. I'm like, I'm such a, well, I like Disney, but I know Mary Poppins isn't Disney, but I love all the magical stuff. So it's just. I know. I know and I just love like I just think that like life is magic and that I like just bring more magic into people's lives so and that's really yeah that's really where it all comes from it's just like helping people kind of experience and enjoy life like enjoy it like actually like and enjoy it and savor it and make the most out of it and know that um you know there's there yeah we can find magic in everything and um when we yeah, when we look for it and when we get the support that's around us, because I just think there's so much help and support there waiting for us. We have to just kind of be open for it, like to, you know, allow it in. Well, it's so funny. I was going to start the podcast right now, but I think you just did with that lovely little. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so everybody, this is Patricia Lohan. She's a feng shui expert, speaker and author. And what I love about her bio is that people call her the Mary Poppins of prosperity. So I love the fact that you're a manifesting magnet, alchemist, healer, and real life Irish Celtic shaman. I'm like, mm-hmm. when people like tell me what they do and they have so many modalities, it's it just shows how unique and how flexible we are. And we're just mm-hmm. like, I was told by a lady that I'm like a chameleon. I can just, yeah. you know, have all these different modalities, but yours is just so it just makes me all giddy when I read your your bio so hi <laughs> welcome <laughs> hi thanks a million I'm delighted I love making people feel giddy and excited and happy so I'm delighted that bio does that for you yeah I'm like a big simple kid. things yeah I'm just like a big kid I'm a Disney fanatic I love all the magic of life like literally I think there's magic everywhere like you mentioned then just mm-hmm. just it's everywhere we just need to open our eyes to see it so yeah I, my listeners always know that I'm just wanting to get to know you on the Mm -hmm. episode. And for me, it's just, how did you get into Feng Shui? Did it just, did it, or how, how did you find Feng Shui or did it find you? It found me a hundred million percent, you know? Um, so growing, I'm, I'm like from the West of Ireland, so I'm not like, uh, you know, typical Feng Shui person that you would Uh kind of be like, Oh, look at, um, but 
I, I don't know what was, oh, we moved house a lot growing up. So a lot of times we were moving house. My family would kind of move, renovate a house, sell, change, you know, so there was just a lot of movement in terms yeah. of properties. And I was just fascinated by it. And um, we moved into one particular house that um, I, you know, my, you know, I've just always been intuitive for my whole life. Like, you know, we always, everyone is, yeah. <laughs> but I just had this like affinity. So I, I um, remember getting me into this new house and asking for books about feng shui. I was about 15 um, and I got books about feng shui and I was feng shui in my bedroom and doing all these different things. And it was super fun for me. And for some reason, it just like, it called me and whether yeah. I've done I've obviously done this in certain many, many past lives because it made sense to me. It made sense that the energy of the house is impacting you um, and impacting the people. Um, and I made my parents like hire a feng shui expert um, to come and do their business and then to help with their next house. But that yeah. actual particular house that we lived in um, was a really tricky house energetically. Like there was just, it was like stuff that we'd never ever experienced um, in our lives was happening in this house. Like a yeah. lot of sickness, a lot of health issues, a lot of just drama. Like we, yeah. we had like a pretty mellow life and then moved into this house and it was just like, oh my God, what else, what's happening yeah. next? Like, so obviously a part of me knew that this house was off and I did little bits, but you know, just my little bits. Um, yeah. And then I didn't, I kind of went very traditional in life then I kind of followed the 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 rest of the sheep and went to you know you went to university wanted to get a real job because I didn't want to be an entrepreneur because you know I didn't yeah. want to be like my parents uh -huh. and, uh, <laughs> and thought I really wanted to work in an office and wear a suit and I high heels yeah um absolutely not I just like wearing barefoot and uh swimming every day there's <laughs> been much freedom and flexibility as I possibly can um, yeah, I was trying to be normal. I was trying to be normal. I tried to fit into the box with everybody and um, went to university and got like a degree in marketing and business was just like, that was it. Everyone was like, oh, she's going to be up, climbing up the corporate ladder. And I did it for like six months. It was like, oh my God, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I ended up going back to our, back to my hometown and saying, my dad had just uh, bought a, a new business and I said, I'll come and help you. So I ended up working with him for, um, um, for eight years running that business and it was the bar restaurant off license I was 24 I'd like 30 staff it was nuts and um what I realized during that time and I when I kind of reflect back on it um was that I was helping him fulfill his dream um which was this was his dream ambition this exact vision and um I was helping him fulfill his but I wasn't fulfilling mine and um, I'm here, I'm wearing quite a, a bright colored dress today, but most days I'm kind of in the brightest, most colorful outfits. And yeah. uh, last week I was actually on Necker Island. <laughs> and uh, this, uh, one of the guys who was there doing the photos, he's like, what is the deal with you, Patricia, and the colors? Like, what's the meaning of you wearing all these bright colors? Like you look like a rainbow. And I said, I've decided to live my life in full color after my brother-in-law said something to me and um, when I was working in the business he said uh, to my sister he said you know there's Patricia going to her funeral every day um because I wore black every single day and I was just I just lost all my spark I used to go home on a Friday and uh, lie on the couch and cry but basically uh -huh. it got to a stage where my staff would be laughing going you're going home to cry Patricia cry day Friday <laughs> and I would literally be wailing on the couch and my partner at the time was like what the hell is wrong with you and I'm like I don't know 
I just don't know. And I know now, like my soul was just like completely a mess. I was, you know, and then I was like, it's the relationship, end the relationship, end the relationship. It wasn't a relationship because then I went to party and like crazy. Um, and it was just this part of me going, there's more, Patricia, there's more for you to do. Um, and eventually um, my mum turned around and they need to leave. Um, basically she kind of fired me and uh, I out of my mouth popped, I'm going to India to become a yoga teacher. And I had gone to one yoga class a week for about a year. Like I'm not like some kind of, I wasn't committed to the practice. <laughs> so it was kind of like when I said that I was doing that, everyone's like, what the hell? And so when I went to India, I had like an amazing spiritual awakening, like just, uh, you know, disconnected from everything and, and um, changed my environment to change my life. And that's really what I do now with people. It's like, you don't have to move to India. You don't have to do, you don't have to change everything. You just have to check when you change your physical environment, your mental environment, you change that um, you can change your life. And that's kind of really where it all started. Um, and I trained in all those different, like most of those modalities that you listed out, I actually did all the, did all the training in India. Wow. Um, while I was there, I went for a month um, and I ended up there for nearly a year. Uh, and while I was there, just everything, everything synchronistic that you could ever possibly imagine happened. Like I would hold a singing bowl, say, oh, I'd love to know about those bowls and then end up, um, you know, in Nepal and being introduced into a shop after doing a training in Kathmandu, meeting this man who spontaneously was taught do sound healing in France and he was like come with me um to the shop about that I get my singing bowls and then introduced me as this Patricia she's bringing sound healing to Ireland and I'm like what I am and then I <laughs> max out my credit cards on singing bowls and start and become the same like go back to Ireland and start doing stuff with these fruit bowls as my mom called called them um and that was when I started my my original holistic practice with sound healing, with kinesiology, with body crystals, um, and just like channeling, um, and just energy work through all the Reiki work as well. Um, and that's, I was working with clients and I just kind of started like from scratch in that business in a new city. And my, um, my friend gave me her spare bedroom. My other friend gave me her bicycle. Um, and I started 50 euros and just clients started finding me a bit like Pippa. You said, you're like, I don't even advertise. I didn't like people would just like turn up kids, adults turn up to work with me. Um, and we had, it was amazing. Um, and eventually when I got, um, you know, the business started growing, I was able to get my own apartment. And as I stepped over the threshold of the apartment, moving in, I said to my flatmate, I said, I'm not leaving here until I'm even in with my husband. And she rolled around laughing at me. She was like, yeah, 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 whatever. I was like, I'm actually deadly serious. And I started doing the feng shui around the apartment. Um, you know, I manifested this amazing apartment. I was like, this is my space. I'm going to do it. Um, I did loads of feng shui in my bedroom. I did loads of things that I just kind of remembered. When I went back to my hometown, um, I found the books that I got when I was 15 and was just like studying them. Um, and I soon met Ken, my now husband. Um, and when I went to visit his house, uh, I walked around, I was like, he's feng shui this place. So we had both done, he had done it in his oh 20s. My God. We're kind of going through like a kind of spiritual I like kind of a, his own, one of, you know, on his own personal growth journey. And um, I, he definitely had feng shui the bedroom. And I was like, oh, my God. And um, so when I moved in with Ken, I I said, um, 
and you know that was a big one then because in especially in the spiritual community and it was a small community in, in Dublin and my friends were like how did you meet a spiritual guy there's no spiritual men out there there's none like look we only we know the five of them like they're our friends <laughs> and they're they're in relationships and I randomly find this man who's like a Buddhist we've all the same values the same ever it was just like it's kismet you know and that was I was like I did it the feng shui and that was kind of where it all started you know people asked asking me well what did you do and I'm like well I set myself up I set my environment up I got ready I got prepared I did the feng shui and um and then when I moved in with Ken I said you know we were just talking you were saying about implementing feng shui at the very beginning and I was like well you know two masters turned in up in Dublin within weeks of each other and I was like this is a sign I like, I've always had this interest I'm going to do this and Ken said I've always been interested too I want to do it too so we both did it together and um, for just for honestly, I think this is one of the things for me is and I'm, I'm sure it's the same with you is about like what you learn. Like I just learned Reiki because I liked receiving it. I learned um, like the body, the kinesiology, because I thought it was just amazing that she could figure this stuff out about me. You know, like I just, you know, I love sound healing because I loved receiving the sound healing. Like yoga, I trained it because I just loved it. You know, so I loved feng shui and I wanted to be able to do it for myself. It wasn't from a place of like, I'm going to do this. It's going to be a business and I'm going to help thousands of people. Like that was and that's a, a byproduct of, I want to do this because I'm interested in it. Yeah. That's, that's I said, you, you, when you're doing something you love, it's, it's the flow of God, isn't it? Like, like it's you like when Wayne Dyer says enthusiasm is that, you know, enthusi it's, I can't remember what he says. It's in Greek, but you'll probably know that. What's the Greek word for enthu? Enth, it's, um, oh my God. Now you've got me on the top. I'm like, Hmm. I know Wayne says it and then he says, you know, inspiration in spirit, you know, so in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So when um, you're doing something you love, it, it's, it's naturally just, it's like, like you said, you, you, from, I'm the same as you. What star sign are you? I'm a Leo sun, um, Capricorn rising and Scorpio moon. Okay. So I'm Libra sun, moon, Aquarius and cancer for rising. Mm. So, oh, so yeah, home is really big. Yeah. With that cancer. And, yeah. It's, it's, I think for me, it's like, like I mentioned to you before, like I, I make my human design says that I'm like a chameleon. So I can be anything. I can just, I like trying everything. Like I'm here to mm-hmm. experience life. So I, I'm yeah. constantly learning. I'm constantly looking at things to do. If I enjoy something, I'll go and do something about it. Yeah. When you find Feng Shui, it's like, it, it it was natural for you that's what I think it was natural right yeah yeah and you know what was so interesting I remember just sitting in in some of the classes and just nodding my head and be like yeah 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 and um I would come home or we would do consultations with myself and Ken and Ken would be at home with the books studying reading the books yeah. and then we would go into the consultations and I'd be like blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and he's looking at me going like you haven't done any stuff. How do you know this stuff? Like how? Yeah. <laughs> it was, and um, I was just talking to the ladies in our certification this morning about something similar. Like, like the information just comes through to you whenever you're going to need for that yeah. person. It's just there. It comes, to, it, it feels like I'm just like a, like, like I'm a book. Like literally just distilling the information. And I'm like, I don't know. This is from somewhere I'm else. Same. Yeah. I've been yeah. like that with, with loads of different things. Like obviously Reiki mm. and, 
I'm, I'm actually studying Sekhem Reiki at the moment, which is Egyptian. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. So I love Egyptian history, as I mentioned. So anything that's ancient, I'm like, give mm. me. So I'm, I'm, I'm a practicing Taoist. So I love the Tao. So you'll obviously know about the oh, Tao. Well, this is totally the feng shui. Yeah. Yeah. So my values come from the Tao. So anything that's like ancient, ancient, I'm like, give, give me, give me, give me, give me. So I, like, I'm the same. So with me, it's like, because I, I, you know th- two years ago I, I I remember I remember sat on the I sat on the beach in Australia and I said to myself oh god these hypnothe- hypnotherapists and past life regression aggressionists they're very special and unique I could never do that I'm doing it now with so many clients like and yeah. I think you really don't you don't know where your journey is going to take you in in years to come but when you actually get into that and you start doing it it's like you like you said I can talk about certain topics just constant the wisdom just comes out of me and I'm like where's that come from it's just because I'm soaking it up because I love it so much and I know one question I wanted to ask you was if you walked into someone's house how do you know it's been feng shui'd you shouldn't actually know because you said um you said you your current husband oh for Ken's house oh yeah 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 so you kind of you kind of nearly done it like uh things like his bed positioning um he had two bedside tables two bedside lamps it was all very like balanced um and he had what did he say oh yeah so um he's like oh here I have a spare bathrobe so he was thinking in pairs he had like two of things um that you wouldn't necessarily have like that you're like oh you have two two you know so there was just that sense of like preparing for the other person I've done that so I I've got two bedside cabinets. You probably see like lights are sh- shining, different colors. Mm-hmm. So I've got t- uh, two LED, everything's symmetrical in this room. Like I've got the bed in the middle. And one thing that I, I read as well is to not have anything under your bed. Mm-hmm. You've got yeah, a lift definitely. up bed. So I've not, because that kind of clogs up energy. So nothing's mm-hmm. under our bed. Uh, what else? Everything's like, we've got a his and hers wardrobe. I am very yes. organized though. But I think how my house is situated, I know there's different parts of the house where you're meant to have things. So I think I was chatting to another lady about this, like my spiritual corners in the north east part of my house. But what mm-hmm. was funny is where I shower is in the north west. Mm-hmm. It's like the top left corner of my house. So apparently there's something around that where it's about abundance or non-abundance or something. So it'd be interesting. So this is so interesting because there's different schools of feng shui um, and the back corner can in the Western school of feng shui says that that is um, the prosperity corner. I think I haven't actually studied that. Um, We study classical flying stars. So it's more of the original school of feng shui using the classical compass that they would use. Um, uh, to analyze it and we treat every house unique to its energy as opposed to like over in the far corner in every house the front door all of that like we don't even sometimes the front door isn't like a factor in our calculations of a house which sounds like a little bit different is, is different from other mm-hmm. schools yeah um we're way more in the fact that like feng shui is like acupuncture for your home and when it is acupuncture for your home like you you know, Pippa and me, we could both go to, we could, both of us could go to the acupuncturist and say, I have this, 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 this. And they would treat us differently, even if we said yeah. the exact same things because of our age, because of our body type, because of our tongue, because of, you know, we could say exactly the same like problems. Um, and we would treat it different and put needles in different places to get that chi flowing. Yeah. Um, so it's really, um, and that's what I love about um, the practice of feng shui is that it's bespoke um, practice for your home. It's not, um, 
It's not a, um, it's not a, there's not a, a, there's a lot of basic things that you can do. And then there's a depth of it. And that's where, for me, um, where I struggled was the books that I bought years ago had like all this, like, you know, the easy things like position of the bed and your office and like what do's and don'ts. Um, and then there gets to this like part where it gets a bit confusing. You're like, I don't know, how do I run all these numbers and calculate all this stuff and what do I take a compass reading? Um, and that's what we do now. That's what I do now for my clients. So I don't, they don't have to st- figure all that out. I'm like, this is what you have to do for your house. Um, so it's a little bit of a, a dance between what you can do on the surface aesthetically, but most of the time feng shui is about the energetic. So a bit like that question, you said, well, how do you know someone has punctuated their house? Like I knew he had done things because I've just the way things were set up in specific ways. Um, but most of the time I would say to my clients, I don't want their house to look any different. You want it to feel different. You want their energy, their communi- communication, their relationship, their bank account, their family, their career to be going yeah. well. Yeah. If someone said to me, how do you know my house is bad punctuated? I'm like, well, what's going on in your life? Like, how's things going? You know, you know, yeah, that's literally it. And then they're like, well, you know, and there's a direct relationship because your home is a mirror of you. It is. And I remember someone saying to me ages ago and it resonated. It's a how your house is a reflection of you because I'm a very clean, tidy, want everything organized type of person. Like I look at my wardrobe now and I'm like, I need to sort it out. It's a mess. So like that's one of my jobs I'm going to do but that it kind of represents your mind, your mindset. So if my house is clear and tidy, that kind of represents my mind. So it's a manifestation of how I, how I'm feeling. So if, if you were to kind of have someone who was, had no idea about Feng Shui, what are some of the basic things that you would tell them to do without having to go into loads of, you know, uh, detail with them? Um, Basic things I would say to them, first of all, it's like, how's your relationship with your home? Like, how do you treat it? You know, it's like a person, it has an energy and, um, you know, do you just take it for granted? Do you buy things with intention? Do you keep it like, I love what you said. You keep it nice and organized. You have everything set up. Like that's, a, that's great foundations. But if yeah. you have a room, like for example, back when I first decided, okay, that's it. I'm going to punctuate this space. I hadn't been that one of these people that was really, um, tidy or would like look after my bedroom it would just be like turn into a big bomb had hit it um, and when I just thought I was like no I'm going to start treating this differently and when I started like setting up my space ready for someone to come in it was always ready and it just made me feel good I walked past my bedroom and be like oh god it looks amazing like you know it's just so nice and um, so first it would be like what's your relationship how do you treat your home and then um I would invite people to do this lovely simple exercise and that is that our home is often we decorate it from our conscious, but also very unconsciously. Um, so you want to imagine that you're outside your front of your house and you're walking in and you're like, I'm just going to imagine that like I'm a new person. I fresh eyes exercise in my home and start at the very front. So like just look you know just start actually looking at like does the gate open does it squeak can I put a bit of oil there to make it easy (laughs) are there weeds coming up the path like you know it's like everything is a it's like how is it being tended to when I get to the welcome the front door is the door all broken is there a welcome mat how does it feel like how do I actually feel when I get to my house you know I remember one client saying oh myself myself my husband get on great when we're on holidays but we come home and it is like World War Three you know, and it's, their house was bad for people, you know? So it's like, 
what is going on? Like, is there a, is there, you know, if there's, if you're, if you feel depleted before you even walk into your house, the thought of going in, there's something off. Um, but from an aesthetic, from a kind of starting out, like, is it easy to get in? If there's a door open easily, you know, if it doesn't open easy, it represents a struggle. It's things, you're making things hard. How can I make it easier? And then just walk around your house and look at um, what's working, what's not working, what's broken, what's in your house that, that actually is not aligned with a vision for your future like I love um this whole idea of like making your house become a vision board for where you're going Mm -hmm. because oftentimes they just become like a temple for your past when it becomes like this temple a shrine of your past it's like you're stuck in the past you're not like moving forward and your house is keeping you stuck in that space you know I I've had like you know, with this idea of like decorating unconsciously or not knowing, um, you know, clients have walked around in their prosperity area and found cushions saying F off, you know, (laughs) or welcome mats that say, never mind the kid, never mind the dogs. It's the kids. Welcome to the crazy house. You know, you know, what's so funny. You know, what's so, so funny. My favorite room in the house, because this is a rental house, because we can't mm-hmm. buy it till we've got residency, but it's still beautiful. Like I'm really happy with it. Yeah. This my lounge space has my spiritual corner and it's got I've got mm-hmm. some lovely indoor plants. And I've just I'll have to send you a picture of my my mm-hmm. my favorite room is a lounge because my clients come in yeah. there, they sit there, I do my Reiki there. Yeah. Two things. I'd set my hypnosis room up because we sit and chat in the lounge for the first few hours and then we do the hypnosis in yeah. the back room. That back room I don't like. It's got it doesn't get any mm. sunlight because the way it's situated in the house. It's just dark, it's cold. And I'm like, I don't think I feel people aren't getting the right, not say the right or the best, but I just feel like they could probably get more of it in that room because the lounge gets the sunlight all day from morning right round it's got a warm feel it's just it's just a beautiful feeling and what made me laugh was my two stepchildren love star wars and pokemon and all the things that the little boys like and just because i'm i I love just you know being a mom and i bought a mat for outside the front door and it says welcome to the dark side and chris laughed (laughs) my partner chris laughed my partner and said do you think it's it's a cute mat it's a kid mat yeah yeah, and, I, and Chris Chris laughed and said the other week, "Do you think it's wise having that on as you walk in? Because it's actually coming to the light side because you're helping people mm-hmm. come into the light." And I was like, "Do you know what? That's actually quite, uh, quite a you know a statement." And then every, yeah. time, every time I come into the house now, I look down at it and I say, "It's it's fun, but I'm like, it's not what I want to represent. So I need to get another yeah. one." And you're you're yeah. mentioning Matt, so that's that's my confirmation. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> definitely and like it's just so it's kind of like there is a kind of funny part but even all of those little cynical ones you know I've had um, a client who's basically had like her house all around everything's all great and then something kind of went a bit weird the kids were like bickering loads and she's like what's happening and she had one of those mats like never mind the dogs it's the kids and whatever way it got moved or something she moved a mirror the mirror ended up like reflecting it and doubling it so what wow. she was getting was like double the kids being off oh, words and she's like oh my god and then it was like get rid of that you know um so it's just being really aware and noticing what we have in our space we just we can do it so unconsciously yeah I I just Um, feel like that that back spare room it's great for when my parents come and stay and you know it's 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 a great room but it just doesn't get any natural sunlight it gets light but doesn't get direct sun 
And I've got all my, my certificates in there because I kind of had that as my hypnotherapy yeah. room because we have to have them on a bed, but we don't have to have them on a bed. It's just to kind of, you know, yeah. I, whenever Reiki clients come, I have like a lovely blanket on the floor that's quite thick and I have like a yeah. nice, and they love it in that room. And a few clients have said, oh, I, I love this room. So I think I'm going to start incorporating, you know, having, I could even go and buy like a, a like a, a therapy bed, but yeah. I just love that room that that lounge for me is is my sacred space it's where my even my books have energy like my bookcase like that's why I like buying secondhand books because you're bringing in that that energy of of, you know someone else's or Mm. whatever it is but I'm trying to think now in the house something that I think maybe could could be like the mat I'm definitely gonna go and change the the front door like even just the thing about like changing the perspective of like that that darker room because um for doing therapy and healing in like so in the yang room like which is all bright and has all the light that's very yang it's like open and everything and like bright which is amazing but the darker room represents the yin so it's not like if your whole house was all dark rooms and really dark that wouldn't be great because you're not getting that light you need everyone needs and that sense of expansion but for a darker room yin for a therapy room is actually great because it's like dark it's cozy it's like grounding it doesn't need that light and um, and sometimes you could nearly like dive into darker with it you know yeah, and actually true. make it more that yin room um and the thing is for me just even like for you just being into energy that it may not just be the the light that or the lack of light that's the issue it could be actually the energetics of that room because every part of the home represents a different part of your life and um like i described feng shui like acupuncture for your home you know the lungs have a job the liver has a job the kidneys they all have little jobs and the chi is running between them all but sometimes in a house what can happen is the energy is off the hidden energy in that area is just not balanced or not as happy so if you're against you you're like actually it's just that that's not as good an energy space and it's the light is kind of we kind of would attach it to the logical reason as opposed to what the um the actual energetics going on with this is I think it's the energy because something's just come up so two weeks ago my youngest stepson had a sleepover and the kids room they have a a bunk bed they have a double and a single on the top now the back room has a has a queen bed and when his friend was staying over we just said to our eldest stepson you can just take the back bedroom just have the bed to Mm. yourself yeah so we slept in there that night and uh, Chris said to him the next morning oh did you have a good sleep he said oh it's all right that room's just creepy and ugh. yeah that and he's 11 so, it, so there's something yeah. going on so I think like you know I, I mean I'm okay sat there but it's just not it's I won't say it's creepy energy but it's just it, it's yeah. got there's some it's not an it's not the best room in the house that's the worst room yeah. in the house and I think the thing is like it's um, for me when I'd be looking at that, I'd be just like, oh, look at that interest, interesting combination of energies in there and how we would look to balance. It would be depending on the year it was built and the size and the shape of the building and what the room, all of these different combinations. So it's like it's so fun that you're able to to identify it. And I would be like, don't 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 worry about it. It's just that, you know, if it doesn't feel great, it wouldn't be one that you'd spend a lot of time in. And for someone to sleep in for a night, it's okay. But for like it to be, or for an, on a holiday or whatever, like you said, it's used for. But other than that, um, you know, it can be changed. That's the other thing. Like, and that's one thing about feng shui is that, and what's really nice is that like 99% of houses can be changed. And it's not usually about, the, you know, the positioning of the bed or what in the room that's impacting it it's that hidden energy 
It is. And I was thinking about giving it some Reiki and just like, I always have incense on there. So the, what I like to see the good in things. So when I'm sat in that room, we normally have the, the, uh, the curtains open. The curtains yeah. broke on the right side. It comes down at the mm. top, like in the corner here. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of frayed a little bit. So that kind of, bo- that doesn't bother me. It just bugs me. I'm like, oh, yeah. and that's, that's like something that's broken in the room. So that's breaking the energy, isn't it? But then the other thing was, yeah. which I thought was quite nice. I was sat with a client and they were under hypnosis and outside the window is it's, it's, it's on this side of the house. So it's like, there's like a, you know, there's a path at the side of the house, but mm-hmm. our main garden's on this side where all the light is. So this side's quite a dark, wet area mm, okay. because no sunlight yeah. there. But there's one tree, there's a few bushes and shrubs down the side. And I was sat there and the this client wanted the curtains open. And there were some beautiful birds coming down into the tree. And these are ones that are like, we have loads of swallows and the sparrows. But mm. these were like green finches and like re- you know, the unique colors. Oh, beautiful. Silver eyes. And I said to Chris, I was like, oh, I'm just seeing these. But because they don't really come into the main garden because the yeah. dogs are there a lot. So just seeing them like foraging in the in the, in the little bush, I was like, oh. And just I thought to myself, imagine just being sat here reading a book on this bed it's, mm-hmm. it's a really quiet part of the house yeah we get the traffic every now and then but I thought imagine just sat here reading a book and I'm just watching the birds come into this little shrub so there's yeah. that there's that extra there's that other side of it seeing the good in yeah. the room as well yeah for sure yeah for sure and that yin that yin energy just to relax and chill out in the space so for someone who's on a spiritual journey how can feng shui enhance their lives i know you've mentioned like abundance and like you know it's because for me for feng shui i, I think so, so with ev- with everything i bring into my life i always think oh, i need to have it perfect and i'm letting go of that perfectionism yeah. like i don't need yeah. to it's just about feeling into it so yeah. for me i just like i kind of get what you're saying now it's such a simple thing to do like just see what's not working in the house or things that not yeah. bother you but things that are just niggling away in the back of your head yeah um and um I would say the thing is feng shui is alchemy um and when we're working with feng shui we're working with the five elements from that Chinese that you were talking about the Tao and you're saying you you love that Taoism and the Taoist practices and I'm just a huge huge fan of this and um essentially what we do when we are bringing feng shui into your house and you want to think about you know, being in nature in your garden, in your gorgeous garden or being by the sea and how nature just works at the perfect flow and the perfect time. And it's just completely connected to source. And it's just like all part of this like magical flow. Mm. And when we are reharmonizing and balancing um, a home, what it is doing is actually connecting it into universal source energy. So essentially, as we balance all the nine areas, we're tapping it in into that flow. So we're turning the house, working with the elements to balance it and tap it into universal's flow. So then what happens ultimately and what I've seen is that um, with your house feng shui and with it in this sense of connection to spirit and balancing that yin and yang energy that the people start to tap into that flow. So everything starts to move and flow in divine timing and people are become more creative. They become happier. They become more connected. They literally start to living the Tao because their house is in balance with the Tao. Um, and most houses have not been built with that with that energy. So when we bring the feng shui into a house and we balance it, um, 
we actually are like connecting into that energy. So I would see lots of women often who have been very in their masculine start to become more feminine. I've seen women start picking up, taking up art. Um, we've seen their businesses take off because they're in that sense of connection and alignment. So really what we're doing is balancing it. Um, and most houses are not like that. Um, so when we're doing that, it's just that that's for a spiritual perspective. You know, I remember literally only a couple of weeks ago, one of our um, members of our powerhouse community sharing that she had, um, you know, her biggest win is that her meditation practice has just become so consistent and that she's really um, feeling such appreciation and growth in her life um, from her spiritual growth, because there is a spiritual area of your home, but this entire practice is about living the Tao, like living feng shui. And, you know, you're a huge fan of Wayne Dyer and all of his work. And I absolutely love his um, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your yeah, um, Life book. It's book, just yeah. so amazing. And the thing is, that's what we're doing. It's like when we're when we change our thoughts, we're changing the Tao in ourselves and tapping into that flow. Um, and that's what we want with our houses. Um, and that's yeah, essentially it. So um, but if we are spending, we spend time in nature and we feel amazing and we come back to our house and it isn't in that vibration, um, it's going to keep us stuck and not allow us to flourish. Um, and that's really a big thing is because feng shui is just about changing the energy frequency and vibration of your home. And when we change it and tap it into that universal frequency of just yeah. love and peace and ease, that's you know that is it it is yeah it's a very very beautiful spiritual practice I love that because when I'm ever whenever I've got like a live to do or I've got to do like some work or whatever it is I need to have my house like I need to have a hoover I need to have my thing mm. I can't work on a, on a messy desk like I can't it's just the way I work like I have to have clarity yeah. like around me so the other thing I wanted to mention was with people like so for example, I'm trying to think about what other people would be thinking to do with uh, Feng Shui. So for example, say someone's listening right now and they're saying, I really want to get my house in order, you know, start looking at things to change. Mm -hmm. People will probably worry about like, does it cost money? Does it, it's going to cost a lot, but it doesn't need to, does it? You can just do small little things, can't you? Yeah. The thing is, it doesn't need to, basically there's a, there's a hierarchy of things when it yeah. comes to Feng Shui. Like it's not about interior design. It's not about having a perfect home. It's not about it being like absolutely you know, the perf, it's not about the per getting a perfect home. It, what it is about is that your home supports you to flourish and that your seeds of intention are, are planted perfectly and mm -hmm. um, are planted in an environment that's going to support it. So on so many layers with this, it's like the iceberg at the tip of the iceberg, there's the aesthetic things doing the energy around your home, just checking that like doing a space clearing, making sure that you have um, everything that's working in good working order, decluttering, like there's so many things that you can do that are totally free. Um, and then you can start to dive into the deeper layers. And that's where um, it may, there may be investments in terms of like getting the right elements into the right areas and, you know, having someone actually analyzing your home and being like, well, this is why this is not happening in your life. Like this is why I haven't called in someone in your life. This is why, this is why, because it could be in a people offer. This is why financially there's issues is because there's stuff like yeah. the, the house hasn't good, isn't good for money. Um, but that's kind of like the, the next layer. And that's where I help people with, but at the beginning, there's so much that you can do that's just very um intentional yeah I'm just thinking about like whenever something happens in my life I always look for the spiritual meaning so last week I got bit by a spider mm -hmm. in the house 
and it was a white tail so it was quite it was a dangerous one and and everyone's kind of like oh my god you know they've lived in New Zealand like for 30 40 years or I've had people who've like never heard of it it's not common and for me I was like I think I've been initiated I think it's a sign it's positive I've got there's a few Maori women that I've connected to Mm. and they they talk about different animals meaning different things so at first I was like oh and again, I remember, remember Wayne saying, you know, talking about in his book, you can you can think things like uh, just my look, but actually just saying just my look in a positive way. So I was like, just my look. And I'm actually, I'm actually saying thank you for it. And thank you to the spider because it actually made, it just shifted my perspective. And knowing that it, it just, I had so many different things happen at the weekend. I thought, oh, that's so, that's so interesting. But I think sometimes as well, when things happen in the home, I think that is that is about shifting something and apparently the thumb Mm. means divine so I am definitely you know becoming more conscious every single day which is really interesting so I think having something like that in the home can maybe mean something too because it doesn't have to mean a bad thing it can mean something good no totally and I feel like what happens um for people especially with homes is that like you you find a home that it's a match with you energetically um and what I see can happen and where people come to me is that they they've they've found their house it's a match energetically then they try and start to change their energy they start to change things themselves and then their house hasn't changed so this then becomes this tug of war because you're like trying you want to raise up further and you want to shift your energy but if your house hasn't changed it's creating this kind of you know because you spend so much time in your home so when we start to do the feng shui we start to shift the energy and then you become co-creators together in this journey and you're raising the consciousness and the frequency of your home to support you and to maintain your energy and and consciousness rising yeah and and it doesn't matter if you're in a rented property does it it's still your home isn't it because I was I felt like that like I was I was worried that we'd be renting this for like a year, two years, and it wouldn't feel like home, but it actually does. I feel at home yeah. here. And a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. The lounge I've created, that's my favorite room. I can't, I'll send you a picture later, but I've got my LED cabinet. I've got my bamboo, lucky bamboo. I've got my fig tree. Like I've just got some beautiful things in the house. So what's one of your, oh, that's it. What's one of your favorite areas in Feng Shui? Like what's one of the things that you just, you just love about it? I love talking about feng shui and art (laughs) like I absolutely love that feng shui and art I just think that um like your home can be a vision board for your future and a vision board for what it is that you want to call in and um you know when you start to um work with that and this is a really simple one it's just like you know if you want to be in a relationship or you want to improve your relationship in your bedroom have a picture of yourself and your partner and your happiest day that you just absolutely love or um if you want to have children you know make sure you have art work of like a family together or you know a family of elephants it doesn't need to be an actual family so you can really work with the symbolic symbolism in your space to um make your environment very line up you know there's things in our space like for example I have this beautiful like sign that just says like gather here with a grateful heart and I know since I've put here everyone's just got everyone is so there's so much gratitude around it so it's like there's like an intentionality behind all the things like my friends call me a unicorn um and I have a unicorn picture and I've like unicorn pictures like in in Ireland people buy me unicorn pictures like and just crazy but like it's so fun um but it's like I'm like yeah okay I am (laughs) you know and but you know it's like so the I have the pictures and people call me unicorn or like you know just just simple things like it's like the artwork thing is a really big one for me like for example 
example, in our bedroom years ago, when I first decorated our bedroom, I bought this beautiful piece of art of a picture of a couple together. And it reminded me of me and Ken's first date. And I was like, oh my God, like it reminds me of our first date. So um, I bought the picture, put it up. Um, it happened to be in our bedroom. And like six weeks later, no word of a lie, six weeks later, my friend was over and she was just like, oh, look at, I was actually in the room, showed her the picture and she's like, oh, wow. And she's like, and there's Marley. So my, our first dog, um, the woman in the picture had a red coat identical to mine. I didn't even see it when I bought, when I, but I was like, just reminds me of our first day. And she had a little dog on a lead. Oh, wow. Like a little dog on a lead. That was identical to the dog that I had just got about two weeks earlier. So basically I ended up like completely not realizing this, but it's the same. Like I did like a YouTube video years ago. I was like, there's the dog with the same curly tail, the same exact same picture um, in my bedroom that I just ended up getting. And it was like, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get a dog. Like I didn't think about this. Basically my neighbor rescued this little dog. And I was like, okay, I'll take him. That's amazing. And with art as well, I think like, I love having pictures hung up. So I've obviously got one here that my friend bought me. It says, remember who you are it's off Lion King so like just little oh, things I've, I've got I've got the I've my partner's animal conservation so we've got quite a few animal pictures up and my my room in the lounge has got a few things up in there as well but I've actually had a art commission done and she's going to ship it to me from the UK Amazing. that's beautiful it's like oh it's just so me in the picture so I think when I put that up that's creating the energy isn't it as well because that's like a that's a, like an integration of me in this painting so yeah. I, I love having things on the wall. And one thing that I think when you said about that gratitude artwork, it's like a subliminal too, isn't it? Like when I'm doing hypnosis with my clients, when they first come in, like having a pen that says relax or just anything, it's like you, you're seeing it, aren't you? And you get it. So it's kind of like, it, it is subliminal. So you you put gratitude on the wall. You yeah. See it, you go, oh, and it's like gratitude's coming to your head. So you're thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's on, you don't even, you don't, the thing is also you're walking past it. So the other part is like, what about, you know, I see it at time and time again with like single women, you walk around their house, they have like pictures of single women everywhere. It's like, well, that if you don't, if you want to be in a relationship, you need to start to think in pairs. You know, if you want to um, call in more growth and abundance in your life, think about like pictures that are, feel really abundant and feel rich, not like one little boat floating on its own, own in the water, like lost, you know, it's like, it's no, so amazing how your mind you know? can just run with it, can't it? Like it's a total, it's like fun. Yeah, totally. Like, oh I, can imagine, I can imagine you, you what, could like, have so much fun and I actually like calling feng shui fun shui like fun yeah. shui that's why they call you Mary Poppins because you can literally go into a, a, a house and be like snip snap let's uh let's just you know let's <laughs> sit <in> my back <laughs> people don't even like realize like we go around in houses and I'm just like what about this what have you done you know this picture was take like a, a piece of art that was my ex-husband's and I'm like it didn't work out. Why do you have a picture of belong to something that didn't work out in your house? That's you interesting. Know? We've got a picture up of a lot of animals. It's like, it's like Noah's Ark. It's like they're all in a line and it's up above my computer, yeah. like the, and it, it looks fine, but I'm like, it was, I didn't buy it for a partner. His ex-wife did. So I'm like, should I take that down? Mm. I'm like, mm. Cause it there is his, like it was gifted to him. So I'm like, Oh, I wonder yeah. if that would change anything in the house. Yeah, it would be, you could experiment. Mm. I'm always trying things, moving things. Yeah, experiment it down, know. yeah. Because yeah. my partner will be interested in this as well because he's made a few little comments about the energy and yeah. things like that and it'd be 
interesting to move 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 things yeah. around and see what happens for sure yeah so last three questions for you okay even though, even though I could talk to you for ages because you just make me feel yeah. giddy like a little kid uh what I'll ask that one first if you had a magic wand how would you use it to save our world I don't spray every house <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that I knew it <laughs> <laughs> and actually every building like schools and hospitals and yeah. um you know just like places where people spend a lot of time like that they they need it yeah that would be it can you yeah. feng shui your garden yeah <gasps> wow okay because we haven't got we've just got a piece of grass we haven't really got a big yeah. garden but when we buy a house we really want to have a nice like herb garden mm. and flowers and things so Second question is, what are three things people can do right now to raise their consciousness? Feng shui the house. house. No, you can sit down for two minutes, put your hand on your heart and give gratitude for your existing home that you have. And just think of all of the amazing, happy times and great things that have happened in it and just be like so grateful for this energy space and just start to say hello to your home. That's the very first thing is just saying, hey, I'm here. I'm going to start appreciating you more. I I love you so much. I love you. Literally, I love you. Um, and then the second thing I would say to you is um, just what would be the next thing I would say? I would go to your wardrobe and take out one or two pieces of clothes that are like old you and just like let them go to make space for a new version of you. Um, and the third thing I would do is um, do the fresh eyes exercise. Walk around your house and see what's the unconscious thing because there's got to be something just like you had the mash. Like, is there something there that like one of those little kind of cynical kind of signs or magnets in the fridge or, you know, uh, wine o'clock kind of things that you're like, "Mm, actually, this isn't exactly what I want in my life. Clear that out. Yeah, I'm going to be doing that when I come off the call, you know, like going around the house, going like looking Mm -hmm. around. But yeah, I really want to show you my lounge. So the third question is, if you had the whole world at your attention right now, what would you say to them? All you need is love. I love that. <laughs> um, oh, like, yes, love. Love, love. <laughs> um, I think that to be honest, for me, one of the big things is it's about like everything is from our heart. And when we um, and it's about raising our consciousness to our heart and know that joy is possible for everybody. You know, um, I'm working on a new book and um it's around all the all of our environments our mental environment our physical environment our spiritual environment and our you know our home all of that and then like if we if we operate from our heart um the world would be a very different place <laughs> it would yeah it's making me emotional i've got my tissues again <laughs> <laughs> i have loved talking to you you literally you remind me of myself like just you get uh... just the magic <laughs> and yeah so thank you so much you have a podcast as well don't you patricia is it the powerhouse i have a podcast yeah powerhouse feng shui podcast um and there's so much there like there's like what it is how it works like everything like it's very much a deep dive into um feng shui on so many different levels um and then some other fun personal insights as well yeah i'll get everyone to go over there i'll put the link on the show notes but have you got any final messages before we finish um just yeah your home has power to support you with um raising your energy and your consciousness and um and helping other people so um definitely start to tune into it and allow it to support you even more 
Oh, I love that. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening today, guys. I certainly have. I'm going to be implementing everything Patricia's told me to do. And I'm going to be like sending the things that have come up for me. <laughs> if you've resonated and you want to take anything away from this podcast, you know, let us know. Send Patricia an email. I'm sure she'll be happy yeah, to receive to some hear. information and insight. And yeah. yeah, please share this with your family and friends and leave a five-star review. It would really help. Anyways, I'm sending you all the love in the world. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye. Thanks a million. Thank you. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.